0: everyone welcome to crime cults and coffee i'm kelsey and i'm bryn today is hot as fuck again
1: it is actually it's not as hot as the other day because i it rained a little bit last night and my room is nice and cool so hopefully i don't have a heat stroke today
0: oh good i just feel a little muggy but again not complaining too much because i definitely prefer this to cold weather Agreed. Agreed.
1: (laughs) I will take this any day over snow, so I'm not complaining. (laughs) So, do you have anything
0: you want to talk about before we get into our coffee review? I'm trying to think. What
1: else is new in my life? I don't think so. I don't think I have anything exciting that
0: has happened. Okay. I wanted to say happy Pride Month. Oh, yes. Good call. Good call. Yeah. And actually, this... Farm that we've been dying to review coffee from, which hopefully we will get to at some point. They're called Windy Brow Farms. They made a post about an ice cream that they've made called Sprinkles and Cake. And anything bought through this Sprinkles and Cake ice cream, 100% of the proceeds is going to support Rainbow Railroad. What's that? Which is a North American charitable organization working to help. LGBTQIA plus individuals with escaping persecution and violence that well. they may face. So through that, I was inspired to encourage our listeners this month to go to this page on Instagram. It's rainbow railroad and they have a link tree where you can donate to support and help this fund in helping people escape violence from just being themselves around the world. Wow. I mean, that's amazing.
1: Not so much the persecution part of it, of course, but amazing that that organization is out
0: there. Right. So... I feel like that should be our call to action this month for our listeners. If you can, just donate to that cause because it's so important. And here at Crime and Coffee, we are complete allies of the LGBTQI plus community. Agreed. And we want you to know we're here for you and we support you and we're and so we excited. And we love you. Yeah, <laughs> and we're so excited for this month.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Actually, I'm bummed I can't make it to Asbury Pride because it was so much fun last time you went. I mean, it was raining the whole time, but it was still a lot of fun. And yeah. I'm,
0: I'm bummed I can't go. I know. And we got, even though we got uh, food poisoning from those soggy oil fries. <laughs> oh my god! Please. Please. I still remember the taste.
1: Please, I can't. <laughs> it's like a mix polluted air and polluted rain with like grease. And that's what we tasted: stagnant oil, <laughs> and literal like mushy potatoes. Like Being they were like soaked into steak fries. They were like yes, they were like the flat steak fries. That like picture like the smiley face French fries. <laughs> they were like that, but just flat, fucking soggy, and so gross.
0: <laughs> but we were starving, and then slather <laughs> that with the gross nacho cheese. Yeah, the only thing getting us through was the happiness that was surrounding us at Pride. For real. It was like 100 degree winds. Not really. I'm exaggerating.
1: But like (laughs) fucking freezing. 100 miles per hour. 100 degree. What the fuck am I talking about? (laughs) I just woke up from a migraine coma. So ignore me.
0: Well, that too, because it was hot out.
1: yeah. Honestly, if you guys have ever had a migraine and you wake up and you're like, where the fuck am
0: I? What planet am I on?
1: I'm that's me right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a coma for like a little bit and then you take some time to recover.
0: Yeah, we got you. It's okay. Yeah, but it was fun and I'm sad I'm going to miss it.
1: So um, happy Pride Month though.
0: Yeah, I just felt like that was important and I don't really have anything to say besides that. So I'm ready for our coffee review if you are.
1: Cool. Do you want to go first?
0: Sure. So today, again, we're doing separate coffees because we suck.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and today I am reviewing another coffee from Cafe E-Dolci. As I mentioned in another episode, their website is cafeedolci.com and that's spelled C-A-F-E-E-D-O-L-C-I. And they have locations in Warwick, New York and Franklin, New Jersey. Today, I'm reviewing their toasted coconut cream latte. Yes, that's my favorite one. (laughs) Iced. I love it so fucking much. (laughs) It's so good. And I got it with almond milk. This latte is coconut, vanilla, hazelnut, kind of. And it has a dusting of cinnamon on top. That's their description online yum so fucking good I, I think so I get good. that
1: one with caramel in it too yeah they have a caramel coconut latte yeah that's the one I get and I get it every single time I'm the type of person that's like if I get one thing and I like it I'm never changing
0: I'm usually the same except for cafes that have really cool combos like they do where I, there's a bunch that I want to try like I already have another one in mind that I want to try next time I'm there yum So this one, when I'm sipping on it, it's really good, especially for a coconut latte. It's not too artificial tasting, and it's not too sweet, which is what I like about it. I love it. The taste of it reminds me of... Have you ever had a toasted coconut donut from Dunkin' Donuts? Yes. Okay. The taste of that is this drink to me, except not as sweet. Yum. Like, you can definitely taste... The toasted part if if everyone can picture that yum oh my god that sounds so good mm-hmm. and it's really smooth but at the same time it's definitely it's not a bland coffee it's you still taste the boldness of the coffee and i would probably rate this one and. 8.5, 8.7, just because I haven't tasted all of their coffees, and I don't want to give it too high of a rating when I know there might be something else out there.
1: Yeah, I totally get it. I think
0: nothing is going to get a 10. I know, because we just, we don't know what's out in the world. I mean, something, I feel like at some point, something has to. I mean,
1: freaking Rocket, Rocket Fuel, Fuel was pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Still my favorite ever that we've tried.
0: If we never rate anything else a 10, that's probably a Crime Colts and Coffee 10.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: (laughs) Agreed. So
1: what are you drinking today? So today I have Trader Joe's coffee. I have their Electric Buzz and they come in K-Cups. Have you ever had this one? No, I haven't. It's so good. It's one of my favorites from Trader Joe's. Be prepared. It is more caffeine. There's. It's a medium roast coffee, but there's 170 milligrams of caffeine per cup for eight fluid ounces. So just to give you an idea, I think, you know, a regular cup of coffee, like an eight ounce cup is about 70 milligrams. So, wow. Yeah. So it definitely gives you the extra buzz
0: Well, I've never had it, but from the name of it, I would safely assume that it's something like that. Yeah.
1: It is a medium roast, but I would honestly taste this and think it's a dark roast because of how strong it is. Mm -hmm. It's strong in a good way, though. I feel like it's not overpowering. It's not bitter. It's honestly, you could just... I feel like you could taste the extra caffeine. When you get heart palpitations, you know it's working.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I get major ones from... Have you ever had the double shot Starbucks? No. Oh, God. Oh, you, yes. Yeah, Yeah. like the cans of double yes. shot. Oh, my gosh. I used to drink those like a freaking beast when I was waitressing. Yeah. And literally the last time I ever had it, I had major heart palpitations and I was sweating. I was shaking. I couldn't even talk. Yeah, well, not to that extent, but this okay. does that. Oh, gosh. Okay,
1: I probably should stay away from that one. <laughs> yeah, but, like, honestly, if you're getting up super early, you're doing, like, a 12-hour shift or, like, a night shift or something and you need it, to fucking get some electric buzz because I think it helps. Maybe it's the placebo effect. Who the fuck knows? But <laughs> I think it's it's good. I have it mixed with hazelnut creamer, of course, and I would probably rate this one – hmm, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. i probably rate it an eight because I really do like this coffee as a K-cup.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Maybe I should take like a shot of it. Yeah, just do like a quick little swig. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, you ready to get into today's episode? Yes, I am.
1: So grab your coffee and have a morning with us. So today's episode, before we get into it, I just wanted to give a quick trigger warning. This case also includes some graphic detail and rape. So if this is something that may trigger you or may cause you anxiety, please, please, please skip the parts that, you know, are, are going to be graphic and we'll let you know. Today's episode is going to be about Mary Vincent. She was born in 1963 and lived in Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh my God, I'm going to Las Vegas this weekend.
0: That's crazy. <laughs> what a weird <laughs>
1: thing. Okay. Her father was a mechanic and repaired machines in casinos. And he was also in the military. Her mom was a blackjack dealer. How fucking cool. That is so cool. I love and that. And
0: I I love that both of her parents worked in casinos.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I guess you have to if you live in Vegas, right? <laughs> she was one of seven children, and she was known to skip school in her teens. She was a competitive dancer and had dreams of traveling the world to dance. Aw. I love that. Mary ended up running away from home. Her parents were going through a divorce at the time when she decided to run away. So just keep that in the back of your mind. She was clearly like struggling with that. Yeah. She briefly lived on the streets and in cars that were found unlocked. So she was just kind of trying to do anything that she could to like get by at the point. Mm -hmm. There was also mentioned in some articles about her sleeping in her boyfriend's car. Mary had left with her boyfriend, and she lived with him for a summer in Susalito, California. This ended, and she returned home. Her boyfriend was picked up by the authorities on rape charges. Oh, my God. Insane. September of 1978, Mary decided to hitchhike to her grandpa's house in Corona, California. And during this time of the story, she was 15 years old. Wow. So she was, like, very young, bouncing around, doing a lot of adult things.
0: Right. And remember, like, in the 70s, hitchhiking was a common thing. Yeah. Whereas nowadays, not so much. Yeah. September 29th, 1978. That morning, Mary was picked up while hitchhiking by a man named Lawrence Singleton- she had been standing on the side of the road with two other hitchhikers when he had pulled up, but he said he only had room for one. And he was in a van. So I feel like real in reality, there probably wasn't only room for one person.
1: Right. Like, what was... Maybe there was a bunch of stuff in the car. Who knows? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Not that we want to get into too much about him, but he was a merchant seaman- And told Mary that he had a daughter around her age. So I guess that kind of made her feel comfortable. Like, oh, he's a nice guy. He has a daughter that's my age. You know. Yeah. Unknown to Mary, he had a strained relationship with his teen daughter. And was described as a misogynist, unstable, and having a temper. He also said that he was heading to Reno, but would change his route to take her to Los Angeles. Red flag, red flag. Yeah, and Corona, California, which is where she was trying to get to, was on the outskirts of the city. So I guess she figured, okay, at least I can get to L.A. and then make my way over to Corona. Mm -hmm. Not long after getting into his van, Mary lit up a cigarette and sneezed. And Singleton reached over and felt her neck. The fuck? And then asked if she was sick what which that doesn't even make sense because why would you first of all touch someone that you don't even know instead of just being like oh my god are you sick do you have a cold or whatever and if you're asking someone if they're sick why would you touch their neck yeah that's weird mary was obviously uncomfortable from what happened and she pulled away from him when he had done that but he didn't do anything more than that so i think she kind of relaxed a bit She later asked him if he needed help carrying laundry when he made a stop on their route, no longer feeling off about the situation. And at some point after this, Mary fell asleep during the car ride. Oh, God. After waking up, Mary realized they were not going the correct route and were actually heading back toward Nevada. Jesus. She was terrified, obviously, and found a sharp stick in the car that she pointed at Singleton. She told him to turn the car around. And his reaction to this, he was really calm and he seemed to be remorseful about it and apologized, saying that he was, quote, just an honest man that made a mistake. And that was a quote from Ranker.com. What the fuck? Mary believed that he was sincere in saying this. And during their continued journey, Singleton later stopped the van to go to the bathroom. When he did this, Mary got out to stretch her legs.
1: So she bent down to tie her shoe and Singleton snuck up behind her, beating her across the back of the head. Oh my fucking God. I can't even imagine. She was hit over the head with a hammer... And he punched her until she fell to the ground. How did nobody see
0: this? Were they just like... he Was he like peeing in a field? Yeah, it was probably the side of the road in the middle of nowhere or God. literally in the middle of nowhere.
1: Okay, this is going to get a little bit graphic. So he then forced his penis into her mouth and said that if she didn't give him oral sex, she would die. After this, he brought her to the back of the van and raped her. Again... During this time, he told her to do what he asks, and he said not to scream or he would kill her. This poor girl. This is just horrifying. I can't... These things just, like, they they blow my mind that people do this to each other. Mm Mm-hmm. Singleton then bound Mary's hands behind her back, put her in the van, and drove. When they again came to a stop a while later, he cut the bindings and told her to drink something. It was described as an unknown alcohol and it was in a plastic jug and ended up making her very groggy. And remember, she's only 15. But
0: that makes me think, like, did he have this pre-prepared in his van? I don't know. Or like maybe he just was a little bit of an alcoholic and like had it in there. But it makes it sound like it was alcohol, but it had something else in it that drugged her. Yeah, and he also
1: had stuff to, like, bind her with, so who knows?
0: Yeah, or did he go ahead and pick this up while she was sleeping, or... Right. Mary was
1: then repeatedly raped until she passed out. She eventually woke up after an unknown amount of time being passed out, and Singleton was still with her. He told her to lie on the edge of the road, and Mary begged him to let her go. He Mm -hmm. said, quote, You want to be free, I'll set you free. And that's a Ranker.com quote again. He went back to his van and came back with a hatchet in his hands. He then cut off her right arm. My God. Mary tried to fight him off the entirety of this happening.
0: Oh my God, that's horrifying. I can't. He then
1: moved to her left arm and severed it right below the elbow. Oh my God. She was still conscious during this entire vicious ordeal.
0: I had read in one article, too, that... And I don't know the accuracy of this because it was only in one article. But that it only took him five swings of the the hatchet to cut both of her arms off. Oh,
1: my God.
0: This is horrible. Yeah. After this... He then
1: pushed Mary down an embankment into a culvert and then into a concrete pipe. She was naked at this point and severely bleeding. He then said, okay, now you're free. And he left her there to die.
0: Oh, that makes me want to vomit.
1: Like, I'm literally nauseous thinking about this. Mary soon fell unconscious. So now moving on to the next portion of the story. At some point, Mary woke up from this ordeal and she was so close to dying, but decided that she was going to try to fight. I don't know where these people that, that, that have these type of stories get the motivation and the energy and the, the will to do this, but I can't even imagine. She was at the bottom of a ravine and where she actually was, was in the Del Puerto Canyon. Mary somehow stood up and walked three miles out of the canyon, climbed a 30-foot incline, and followed the sounds of the freeway nearby. That is fucking insane. I had like, chills all over my body. What? I, I can't. I just can't. I can't even <sighs> imagine this. She had to walk with her arms up in the air as she tried to keep the bleeding under control. Some articles also also state that it was also to keep the muscles from falling out. Oh, my God. She had also packed her severed arms with mud to try to stop the bleeding. How did she have the mindset to do all this? And not be, like, unconscious from the pain? I have no idea.
0: Like, let alone her going up a 30-foot incline and walking three fucking miles. She had the state of mind to to know to pack her arms with mud and to hold them above her head when she was walking. I don't understand. What an incredible woman. Oh, my God. Eventually, she reached the
1: freeway and it was Interstate 5. The first car that saw her had two
0: men in it and they sped away. They were probably horrified. Like, what the fuck are we seeing right now? Right, like, is this real?
1: The second car had a young couple in it, and they stopped. They had been on vacation, and they ended up wrapping her arms in linens that they had in the car. They then drove her to the airport, to an airport that was nearby, and called an ambulance. Allegedly, all Mary could say was, quote, he raped me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And remember, this is a child.
0: Like, she's a child. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank God those people that stopped had been on vacation and were there. I know. Thank
1: God Mary survived the horrific crimes that took place. She was fitted. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. She was fitted with prosthetics for her arms and eventually returned to specialized school. She began using her prosthetics within two weeks of the attack. Holy shit.
0: So there's an episode of I Survived with her story on it and in it she describes a lot of her ordeal and what she was thinking while things were happening so if you want to go and watch that episode or even look online you'll see direct quotes from her about what was going through her mind when things were happening
1: i just can't even how do you come back from something
0: like this i don't understand I know. Well, actually, I don't know, but I know what you mean. Yeah. So moving on to the identification and trial, Mary provided a highly detailed description of her attacker and rapist. People immediately identified who he was through her police sketch. That's how accurate and detailed it was. Wow. His neighbor immediately reported him to police because he recognized him Mm -hmm. and singleton was apprehended during the trial mary testified against her attacker in court singleton tried to argue that mary was a sex worker not that that made a difference right and he called her a quote-unquote ten dollar a night whore what the fuck is wrong with people yeah and this was in court so, how is that helping your case whatsoever when you're literally demeaning this woman who clearly had her arms dismembered? Ugh. He also said that someone else had been in the car, a.k.a. it wasn't him that committed these atrocities, and that he was being wrongly accused. Fuck this man. Yeah, he had this whole other story about, like, two other people he picked up and blah, blah, blah. Wow. Wow so mary was a complete fucking badass and she called singleton out in court and only referred to him as quote unquote my attacker wow so she didn't even say his name she was just like my attacker yeah and this is my attacker and was just full-on telling the story she straight up pointed at him and said he did this He was convicted with kidnapping, sodomy, forced oral copulation, mayhem, attempted murder, and rape. And this is a quote from scarymommy.com, which is a really odd website name, but... What the fuck? We'll get past that. (laughs) Okay. Quote, Tragically, the laws at the time were so lenient that the maximum penalty Singleton could receive was 14 years in prison. What? That was the max. What? Yeah. Before leaving the courtroom, he quietly told Mary, quote, I'll finish this job if it takes me the rest of my life. Oh my god. And that was a quote from ranker.com. And he later admitted to saying that to her. So that is fact. What the fuck? She won a civil judgment and was awarded $2.56 million. However, she didn't receive the payment because Singleton was unemployed and couldn't pay it. Are you kidding me? No. Moving on to the aftermath. Besides the clear trauma and mutilation she received from the experience, Mary endured more even after the trial. No. She lived in fear for obvious reasons, because she knew at a maximum he was going to be out in 14 years, and then he made that threat to her on top of it. Yeah. She had trouble within her family and at school. She became very secretive about her life and moved away right after graduating. I had read in a couple articles that she wouldn't even tell people where she moved to. Wow. Wow. I feel so bad for her. I know. She was depressed. She became anorexic. She had PTSD and was scared to even leave her home at times. Her childhood dreams of being a dancer were also erased because parts of her leg had to be used to reconstruct her arms. Ugh. So he literally took so fucking much from her. And, like, again, I just don't understand the strength, like,
1: it that it takes. It, it blows my mind.
0: To even get through this? Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, after only eight years and four fucking months, Singleton was released from San Quentin Prison. No. And this was because he was a quote-unquote model prisoner. Of course he's going to be. He wants to get out of prison. Right. And who the fuck cares if he was a model prisoner? He was a shitty fucking human. And probably a sociopath. Mm Mm-hmm. So disgusting. I honestly want to fucking throw up. I feel
1: horrible. Like, how are people supposed to heal after something like that whenever you release
0: them from prison? It blows my mind, too, that... I think we've talked about this in other episodes, but I'll just repeat myself just in case we haven't. It blows my mind that people get charged less for attempted murder than they do for murdering someone. Like, right. you still tried to murder someone, you just didn't Succeed. accomplish it. Yeah. yeah. You should get the same amount of time for that. I don't understand. Yeah. So this is another quote from scarymommy.com. Quote, even though multiple psychiatrists at the San Quentin prison where he was held had reported he was, quote, a paranoid personality, severe schizoid, and capable of angry and destructive outbursts on those weaker than he. He so was let's still just released. him, like, back into public and it'll be fine. Yeah, like, multiple psychiatrists are saying this, but he has good behavior, so, like, let's let him out early, even though 14 years isn't even enough. Let's let him out in eight. That's, like, half. That's infuriating. Oh, my God. He claimed he was innocent of the crimes he was charged with, and the only good thing that came from this was there was outrage over it. And the public made his life an uncomfortable hell. He deserves more than an uncomfortable hell, but at least it was that. Yeah. He literally had to live in a trailer on San Quentin grounds during his parole because he was unable to properly rejoin society. Good. As it should be. He was isolated and towns in California refused to let him live there. And he also had a curfew and was part of Alcoholics Anonymous at that time. This is just so disgusting.
1: Beyond. This man is so vile that he actually went as far as trying to sue Mary. He was claiming that he was the victim and only became violent because she threatened to accuse him of raping her and threatened him with a stick. Like, are you fucking kidding me? A fucking stick? You cut her arms off with a hatchet.
0: And that's just even more traumatizing that he was then trying to sue her and claiming he was the victim. Like, that is traumatizing for her.
1: Right, and that's still, like, not even a valid reason to then cut somebody's arms off if that's the only crime that he's, like, admitting to. That's disgusting. Oh, thank God the courts just dismissed this lawsuit because it it's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. His own daughter was fearful of him getting out. Like I can't even imagine that. She also went into hiding and t- tried to get the prison to keep him behind bars longer. So if that doesn't tell you something, I don't know like what does.
0: Right, his like his own, own daughter,
1: child. Yeah. Like, Eventually, he ended up moving to Florida, and in 1990, he was arrested for petty theft. In 1997, he brought a sex worker named Roxanne Hayes to his home in Tampa, Florida. There, he attacked her, and police were called by neighbors who heard the noise. Other articles stated that a house painter happened to look in the window of the home, and that's how they saw it was happening. So a little um, differing information there, but When the police got there, Singleton was covered in blood and Roxanne's lifeless body was on the floor. This is what fucking happens when you release somebody that horrible from prison. Roxanne had multiple stab wounds on her torso and she was only 31 years old at the time and a mother of three children.
0: That makes me so sad. Like, how do you do? How do you take somebody's life like that? Apparently, there was even more public outrage over that because like you had just said, people were like, this could have been fucking prevented. It just doesn't make any sense to me that that was even
1: allowed at the time. Singleton was convicted for the murder of Roxanne and given the death penalty. Mary once again came forward like the badass she is to testify against him for Roxanne's trial in 2001 the bastard died from cancer on death row
0: good red ends.
1: i honestly wish he got to face the fear of death of, of death row yeah of, of, not of being on it but the fear of the day coming
0: yeah or just sitting there his whole life waiting for the day to come like he really in reality wasn't in there long enough no not at all for everything he had done that's just that's fucking disgusting So something
1: happy that did come out of this horrific event. This is a quote from ScaryMommy.com again. Quote, the Singleton Bill was drafted in California, which prevents in the early release of the offender who commits crimes that involve torture. Thank God. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it should have been
0: called the Mary Bill. Yeah, why the fuck
1: did they call it his name?
0: Right. Or the Vincent bill after her last name. Yeah.
1: Mary supported this California bill and the minimum sentence for a crime involving torture is now 25 years as opposed to the maximum of 14, like when he was charged. So it's better than nothing. But Mary Vincent went on to attend the University of Nevada in Las Vegas and She eventually married a man named Tom, although the two ended up getting divorced later on. I'm just happy she was able to move on.
0: Right, like move forward a little bit. Yeah. She also became a mother to two sons, who are adults now. And from there, Mary started to heal and found a way to find happiness in her life. And this is a quote from Wiki. Quote, She spoke openly about finding healing by becoming a victim's advocate, in support of victims' rights, and delivers motivational speeches. Wow. Which, to even endure what she endured, and to survive it, and then to move forward from it, and then on top of that, advocate for others, that is so beyond fucking incredible. there's just so much strength mary also found happiness and healing through art she began to paint sketch and draw and she also works with chalk pastels mary likes to make quote powerfully upbeat women like quote female action figures oh i feel like she should just be drawing herself all the time (laughs) Honestly though, she's a fucking superhuman badass. What a, what a crazy story. Yeah, and I had read online that some of her artwork goes for like $2,000. Oh my god. Yeah, so I'm glad she's making a living off of it and it makes her happy. That's amazing. Not only that, she makes her own customized prosthetics, which is so fucking cool. What? For example, she'll use broken down electronics to modify her prosthetics. And one includes a custom one for bowling that she has. Oh my god. I'm looking actually now at pictures and there's a
1: picture of her with a prosthetic and it looks like she's like cutting food with it. Like she's
0: able to use utensils with it. She's so cool and badass and amazing. Wow. And Mary is currently out in the world, out of the public eye, and living her life.
1: As it should be. We fucking
0: love you, Mary. We do. I want to meet her
1: and just
0: admire her. Honestly, though. Because what an incredible fucking human. And not that she had to live through something like that to be an incredible human, but it just shows how... i don't even know how how to explain
1: she has yeah Yeah, i
0: don't even know how to explain it because i feel like there's just not the right words for it but shout out to you mary you're a fucking badass we love you mare you're a superhero you're amazing and i want to buy one of your paintings but with you (laughs) as the as the
1: main character superhero
0: yeah wow oh my gosh i'm so happy that she is here though living her life just yeah i agree i I feel like i'm like speechless mm-hmm. agreed there's really no words and the evil just the evil behind everything that was done to her is absolutely sickening nobody deserves it no wow do
1: you have anything else you wanted to add on or any recommendations you wanted to talk about before we end up, end this ex- episode?
0: Um, recommendations. I actually do have a podcast recommendation. It's one that I've been listening to recently. I had listened in the past to seasons one through three, and season four just came out somewhat recently, I believe. It is the Up and Vanished podcast. Oh. Have you ever listened to that? No. It's really really good and each season's typically different. But and he he delves deep into certain cases and he kind of goes to the town and investigates. So I believe it was season 1 he delved into this one case and things started evolving while he was there. Wow with the case yeah and it was a case that had been unsolved for over i think over 15 years or so and then the new season season four is the trial oh my god yeah and he has someone sitting in at the trial and you hear recordings from the trial and it's really good so it is called up and vanished and everyone should listen. give it a listen Up and Vanished okay I actually have to listen to that
1: on the flight because I need a new podcast all of the ones that I listen to are I'm now caught up to weekly and I don't have the fucking patience.
0: (sighs) I know I'm the same way which is why I I went back and I'm like hmm I wonder if any of the old ones I used to listen to have any new season or new episodes and this one did because I knew it was a seasonal one not (laughs) an episode by episode. And I actually re listened to season three as well, which is really everyone should in specific give season three of that podcast a listen, because it has to do with missing indigenous women and the statistics with that and it hones in on one case in specific, that is still unsolved. And I feel like so important for people to hear. I think At some point, we should probably cover that case on our podcast. Deal. Okay. Dealio. And Uh, besides that, I'm still currently watching Stranger Things.
1: Same. I actually haven't watched in the past couple of nights, but I'm watching Stranger Things. This is not a good recommendation, but if you love shitty, shitty reality TV, watch Selling Sunset okay so fucking bad but like at the same time it's like a train wreck you can't look away (laughs) that's how i feel with love island it's so scripted and so fake but i do i mean i love some of the people on the show they're awesome people whereas other people are just toxic and horrible but um i i really i I can't stop watching it it's so fucking good
0: (laughs) okay i'll have to give it a shot did you watch the new season of the wilds yet
1: no, not yet. Not yet. I need to start it. Do it. Yeah. I'm also, um, I think I mentioned this a little while ago, but I'm listening to Betrayal podcast. Yes, you did. <clears throat> I have to start that. It's pretty good. Um, I like the way that they do it and the interviews that they do offer people. I don't know, that type of that and something was wrong. It's like that realm of podcasts really just like get me really interested.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So check it out. So should we get into our spiel?
1: Yes. So you can go to our Facebook and Instagram at Crime Cults and Coffee. Facebook is where we post our weekly episodes pictures from every episode and our resources from every case that we do. And our Instagram is where we post pictures of coffees that we've reviewed, pictures of the cases weekly. And we also have a uh, you know, our link tree in there. And that's in our bio. And you can click on all of the podcasting platforms that we are
0: currently on to, to listen to us. For sure. If you want to send us a case suggestion, which we've been getting a good amount lately. I'm very excited. Yeah. a Case suggestion or a listener story. You can DM us at crime Colts and coffee on Instagram or send us an email at crimecoltsandcoffee at gmail.com. Also, if you would be so kind, this is a saying, please, (laughs) (laughs) please leave us a rate and review if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts. If you don't, you can still like, subscribe, or follow us on any other podcasting platform of your choice. Yeah. And as mentioned in the beginning of the episode, please try to check out the rainbow railroad and if you're able to make a donation towards that cause please do it i'm doing it same i'm doing it tonight happy gay pride month and that's it happy pride kelsey have a good trip love you be safe (laughs) bye guys (laughs) bye everyone